Sis, I am so glad you're here today. We are looking at a controversial topic. Don't you love it when I go in a direction that makes you go, hmm, don't know if I agree with her or not. But that is the point of today's podcast. We are looking at Hellfire and Brimstone and Last Days, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the tribulation, and the rapture. And that's not a topic that we talk about a lot. So I hope that you will grab your Bible, grab a pen, and stay tuned through the whole podcast. And before we do that, I want to ask you too, have you checked out the Busy Women Get It Done Bible Study? It is a look at Proverbs 31, and it's doing an extension of what we're going to be talking about today. It's doing the do. It's looking at the Word of God to see how does it apply for me personally? How can I be a more godly woman and do the things that He would have me to do? Not necessarily adding more things to your plate, but being more like the Lord would have you be. So if you haven't done that, check out the links in the show notes or go over to kathylanham.com. And if you go over to kathylanham.com, that's also where you're going to find freebies and handouts, checklists, and those type things. So sister, we in for a ride today. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control, with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I wanna help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. All right, so a topic that's not covered a whole lot in today's churches is teaching and conversation about the rapture, about end times, and about the tribulation. Now, that may be for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's that our churches have now become organizations and we have 15 pastors and each pastor is micromanaging a subpart of the church. So this isn't something that's on the forefront or on the front burner. So it just doesn't get taught. Maybe it's because your pastor or our pastors don't really know what they themselves believe about the end times. And it's going to take a lot of study to figure out, so they just don't do it. And maybe it's because this is a hard one, because when we talk about the rapture, when we talk about tribulation, when we talk about the last days, we're really looking at God's wrath being poured out on humanity. When he says enough, son, go get your bride, I'm done. So that can be pretty scary stuff to actually look at the future. But I'm trusting that today, if you're listening to the podcast, that you know the Lord. And if you don't, please can I encourage you, also in the show notes, go look at the five days to faith. 
The five days to faith is a simple study that I created to help you solve that question, get the answers to that question. Well, how do I be saved? Well, what does that actually mean? I don't go to a church that even uses the word to be saved. So what are you even talking about, Kathy? Well, what I want you to do, my precious Katie, is to not take my word for it, but to go search the scriptures that the Bible says, be like the Bereans who eagerly sought the word and they looked it up in the scriptures to see, well, what does God say about this? What is his heart? So that is my first thing. If you have any doubt on your salvation and where you are to be or where you're going to spend eternity, I would, I'm begging you, please go check out that study and um, settle that question once for all. And you can also DM me. I would love to chat with you. But as we look today at the end times and the rapture and what that means. The whole study, the big word for that is called eschatology. And eschatology is the study of things of end times. And when I first became a Christian, I didn't really even want to go there or study it because I just knew there were so many things in my own life that I needed to work out. I was raised in the church. I was taken to church. Let me say it that way. But there was not really any teaching that hit my level of understanding. So I'm not saying that the Word of God was not taught in the church where I was at because it truly was. I mean, I heard the hellfire and brimstone messages. I heard about heaven. I heard about hell. I just didn't appropriate it in my life. So when I became a Christian, when I went to college and I became a Christian, this was certainly, I did not want to go to hell. I wanted an answer for that. I wanted to go to heaven. So it was almost as if I believed for fire insurance. I just, I didn't know a whole lot of things, but I knew that I wanted to be forever with God. I did not want to be absent from his presence. So I became a Christian and knew about these last things, but didn't study them. And in those early years of being a Christian, I didn't feel like it was important, like I said, because I had so many things about myself and so many things to learn about the Bible. I didn't even know, I mean, heck, I didn't even know where things were in the Bible. I didn't know all the Bible stories. So I really concentrated a long, long time on just doing Bible study to help shore up my faith. And then I don't know how it happened. I guess I was taking a course. I got into a Bible study with 1 Thessalonians and then Daniel and then 2 Timothy. And so one study led to another study, which led to another study. And you go, oh my goodness, God has this all laid out. He has a plan. And it was fascinating. And so you can go too far the other way and you can spend all of your time just studying the end times so that you're no earthly good. And that is not my intent today. I want these words today to encourage and instruct you. I want them to be a blessing and I want them to encourage you to, to go look these scriptures up, to go see what God says for yourself, to go to God's word and see what he says discern it for yourself because if you're a believer, you've been promised the Holy Spirit. He is your teacher. He is your guide. He does dwell within you. And so we're promised that we can know all of these things because he's our teacher. Okay, so let's just jump in with both feet now with all of that given to you. So the tribulation and to understand what we're talking about when we talk about the end times, it is not only found in Revelation. That's where we have John who's exiled on the island of Patmos and he is revealing all these things. He's told to write these things down so that we would know them and multiple times it's like he says over and over, he who has an ear, let him hear, let him hear, let him hear because this is going to happen. It's not like it's a question mark. It's not a maybe. It's the final chapters of all of humankind. Let me back it up just a little bit and 
tell you what I mean when I say the rapture and the tribulation, and is that even important? The rapture is actually the little piece in this puzzle that can be divisive, and you can have a different view from me, and you can disagree with me. That is totally fine. I'm asking you to go search the scripture to get that definition down for yourself. But the rapture is the time that I believe the Bible refers to when God says to Jesus, son, go get your bride. And in scripture, believers in the New Testament are referred to as the bride of Christ. So when God tells Jesus to go get his bride, he's telling him to go get his church. And now that's not any one denomination. It's all believers worldwide. So the church is the ecclesia. God's going to say to Jesus, go get your bride. And then in the twinkling of an eye, in a blink, those who are dead in Christ will rise first. And then those of us who remain. So that's how, that's the description that the Bible gives us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul is going through here and he's teaching the believers. They've had some wrong teaching and some have said that the second coming had already happened. And so he's saying, you know, guys, I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to know these things. I'm in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. Fallen asleep there means that those who have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So see, there's a progression there. We can know clearly how things are going to fall out. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. These are how to prepare. That's that's what the rapture is. It's when, it's when God tells Jesus that he's to go. Now, this is not the second coming. I want to be very clear about that because I was confused on that point for a long time. This is when God says to Jesus, go get your bride. We do not know the time. We do not know the hour. Share. Nobody knows that. Nobody but God himself. So if anybody says, oh, well, I know that the second coming is going to come on March 15th, 2024, because that's the summer solstice and all of these things that people give you. Do not follow that. The Bible very clearly teaches no one knows the day or the hour except the Father himself. Fast forward. The rapture is when he says to Jesus, go get your church. We're changed in an instant and we go to be with the Lord, okay? There are a lot of things that happen after that. So things that we see unfolding in heaven, but there's also things then that simultaneously happen here on earth. And after Jesus comes to get the church, then all hell is released on earth. And then that time, there's a period of seven years that that time is called the tribulation. That time is also called Daniel's final week the 70th week, because in prophecy in Daniel, 70 weeks are prophesied for Israel, and there is one week remaining. Prophetic time speak, prophetic speak, I guess I could say, one week equals seven years, okay? So the rapture happens, which unleashes the Antichrist, which these are all characters that come into play, but the tribulation is that period of time here on earth, it's seven years, the first three and a half are terrible, It's called the tribulation. The second three and a half are called the great tribulation. And this is a time 
unlike any we've ever seen on planet Earth. And I believe that we're starting to see some of those things now. We're starting to see some of the lawlessness, some of the persecution of Christians, some of the turning away, the scoffing and the making fun of. We've always had, but it is going to get incredibly worse beyond the Holocaust, beyond anything we can think or imagine, because we've never been in a world where the Holy Spirit was not present, restraining evil, holding it back. So the rapture is when the church is taken out, all true believers. The tribulation is that time, I believe, after the rapture, where we have the Lord allowing Satan free reign for seven years. There's events that come after that. That's when we're talking about Armageddon. There's a thousand year reign. And there, so there's other events that then happen. And if you look in the word in 2 Timothy chapter 3, which is why I'm teaching this today, is getting into faithful watchman on the wall, a faithful mentor, a faithful teacher of all things. And I know that you have warriors that we're raising for the next generation. Young men and women who need to know this. Boys and girls who do need to come to the Lord and know Him, come to a saving faith. And in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, we're given 10, 11 verses there where we're told, okay, when you see these things happening, be aware. We're told that when these things are happening, when you see this going on in your world, be aware, be concerned, realize that in the last days, difficult times will happen. And I believe we're closer now than we've ever been. And if you're like a couple of my children, you can laugh and say, yes, well, mom, you've been saying that the Lord's going to come again any day. Well, I truly believe even if he does not come in my lifetime, I believe we are closer now than ever before in history. And I think that on a global scale, things have lined up now in a way that they never have before. I believe we're seeing things happen now with such a speed and such a rapid pace, things that we would have thought unimaginable three years ago before a pandemic. Now we're going, oh my gosh, things can happen overnight. So in 2 Timothy 3, it says, realize this, in the last day, perilous, difficult, stressful times will come. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And they're holding to a form of godliness, although they've denied its power, avoid such men as these. Because those are the types of men who will enter into households and captivate weak women who are weighed down with sins. And they're led on by various impulses. Always learning, like going to Bible study after Bible study, but never coming to a realization of the truth. So we do not want to be those type of people. We do not want to be always learning and never coming to a knowledge of the truth. And that was my very deep desire and prayer over the five days to faith Bible study is that would very clearly show you where in God's word and how in God's word he says you may be saved because that's the prerequisite to everything. Then once you are a believer, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And I believe that gives us an incredible array of promises and blessings that we cannot know unless you're a believer. Included in that is being included in the rapture. And then there are three views to the rapture that people hold in the church. And we absolutely, if you hold a different view than I do, then that is your right and privilege. And I just want to encourage you to make sure that you have that opinion and it's based on scripture. So the first is a pre-tribulation view. That's the view that I have come to. And I, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to agree with me. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if my pastor is of the same view. Pre-tribulation or a pre-trib 
person believes that the rapture happens before the tribulation, before that seven-year period where God pours out his wrath on the earth. Then the a next view is mid-tribulation. And a mid-trib person believes that believers that the church will go through the first three and a half years, but then will be raptured before the Antichrist signs the peace treaty with Israel and sets himself up as the abomination of desolation in the temple. So that's mid-trib. Post-tribulation view is one where everybody goes through all seven years of the tribulation period, and then we're raptured right after the tribulation is finished, and then we come right back down to wage war. Now, there's another view that's a pan-millennialist. Just believe, eh, doesn't matter. It's all going to pan out in the end. And then the amillennialists don't even believe any of that's going to happen in anyway. So timing is the question. That's where the disagreements can occur. But regardless of who is right, you could have great folks who love the Lord who come to different conclusions. The most important thing is, is that you're searching the scripture, that you're looking up, that you're waiting for the Lord, that you're eagerly anticipating the day of his return so that you and your household will be ready. That like the Proverbs 31 woman, you don't have any need of fear. You will be ready because when the Lord comes, He's looking for those who are looking for him. So that's just a quick, quick, quick synopsis of what the rapture and the tribulation kind of entail. And in my next podcast, what I'm going to do is look at, okay, how do we get here? And where do you actually find this stuff? How can I, how can I search this out for myself? And we're told in scripture to encourage one another with these words. I want this to be an encouragement. I don't want it be to be a teaching that brings you fear and and sets up just all this angst in your heart. That is not what this is about because the Lord does not give us a spirit of fear. The Lord gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And so with that today, sisters, I'm going to bless us in prayer and then pray that you will find these answers for yourself so that you can then teach them and share it with those that you love and especially those little kiddos that you are bringing up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Father, I've prayed over this study. I've been detained much. I have not been faithful to get up here as quickly as you would have guided me to do. And for that, Father, I pray for forgiveness. Now, Lord, for each one of these men and women who are listening, who have in their charge children that need to know you, households and homes that need to be sanctified by your Holy Spirit and your precious protection, Lord, I pray that. And I pray that as they listen to these words, that Holy Spirit, you will pull their heartstrings, that you will guide them into a knowledge of yourself, that you will seek them to eagerly seek the scripture to see what it is that you say. And then Lord, that you would teach them how then they should live. And Father, it is in your precious name and to the glory of that name, I pray. Amen. And guys, as you do this, as you share this with others, you will be a blessing. And I want to encourage you to go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.